You're listening to The High Upside Show, a podcast that allows people like you and me to invest our money in a more entertaining way. My name is Keenan Rivals. I'm a photographer by the day, but I make most of my money by flipping cards. In this show, I'll be sitting down with you and sharing my best practices. You'll learn my process, the lessons I've learned, and more importantly, who you should be buying. And welcome back to another episode, guys. I know it's been a while since I've kind of put out a podcast, and to be honest, I've just been so busy buying cards. When I first started this idea to create a podcast about sport cards, I jotted down so many things to talk about with you guys, and I plan to get to a lot of those things, but I think today, what I really want to talk about is just who I'm buying. I get tons of DMs from friends, even family, just asking, like, is this person a good investment? Should I put money towards this person, or what card should I buy? And if I'm being honest, I'm just kind of tired of answering that question. I thought, why not make a podcast that I can just direct everybody to and yeah you guys can get those answers get those insights and yeah maybe we can all make some money together maybe you can kind of give me some feedback on the guys that i pick and then every month or two months or you know depending on how the hobby goes i can kind of update you guys on what i'm looking into or if i'm still buying that same guy now what we're going to do in this episode is talk about five guys that i'm pretty much just looking at i think they have high upside i think they're doing really well and i'm kind of gauging this from two different perspectives one's kind of like the hobby perspective there's a lot of guys who do well in nba and it doesn't translate over to the hobby and the other perspective is kind of just more of a risk perspective you know i I get caught up into you know who i'm buying and sometimes i have to ask myself like am i investing or am i prospecting and like those are the same things but they're also two very different things when i'm buying people or you know in this list per se i'm looking to get a return somewhat soon you know if you're prospecting somebody that might take a year or two years think Giannis back in 2013 like you probably just start making money you know a year or two ago so these guys are for a little more of a quick turnaround and you should be able to get your money back this year lastly i want to say this is not financial advice or investment advice i'm not telling you guys that if you go buy these cards you're going to guarantee some return this is just who i'm buying and who I think is going to do pretty good. Some of these guys I've already made some money off of. The market is trending up right now, but it's still not too late to get in. So that's enough chit chat. Got the disclaimers out the way. Let's jump right into this episode. Up first is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I'm not confident saying his last name. Please don't judge, you know, my, my skill level based off how I pronounce this player's name. It's super hard. I don't think the announcers pronounce it consistently. But anyway, Giannis, in my honest opinion, is just the face of the league. Once LeBron is gone, I think he's going to take over. I know everybody's crazy about Luka right now. I made some really good money off Luka. But I just like Giannis a lot more. He fits the form of like the the potential player. You know, he's the he's the future of the NBA being like kind of like a 6'10", you know, dominant four that can run the floor, that can, you know, push the ball. Luka's super exciting, but he's unathletic. He... He's a great scorer, and I think he's going to be a great player, but he doesn't have that that dominance like Giannis does. I think that's what really drives the hobby, like dunking on people, dominating the game, 30 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. He's that rare mix of MVP and defensive player of the year. There's just so much that goes into who he is, and honestly, really haven't seen a player like him before that can do all these things so well. In terms of his cards prices, if you look on eBay or, you know, uh, StockX, you're going to see that they're pretty expensive, but there are some sleepers in there. You know, the select PSA 10 rookie, you can get that for 
150 bucks. That's a really good value on that card considering Giannis doesn't have a lot of cards and considering that, you know, Lucas secondary cards go for two, $300. If you have a little more money to spend, even a select silver, you can get a BGS 9.5 for six, 700 bucks. I know BGS isn't sexy right now, but in a grand scheme of things, if a player's hot, I don't think it's going to matter too much. If you're really just a PSA guy and there's no like room to budge, then it's about $1,000 for the select. But I mean, I think that's still a bargain. I know that sounds crazy, $1,000 being a bargain, but there's just not that many of those cards graded. And we're talking about the face of the league. To put things into perspective, LeBron's Tops Chrome card is $2,000. And there's a ton of those, a ton. We're talking about the base card. I mean, LeBron's Tops Chrome Refractor is like $10,000. I'm going to go as far as saying that Giannis's Prism can be $10,000. I think his Select is going to be right behind it. You know, if it kind of gets to those levels, I can see that being the Bowman Chrome of, you know, his rookie card. So, yeah, Giannis definitely a great player. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking like, oh, I don't have $150. I definitely don't have $1,000. Well, there are some lower end cards that you can pick up. The Fleer Retro might be a good buy. Hoops probably has one of the best pictures of Giannis on, on one of his rookie cards. Those are great buys. If you're into number cards, the innovation is a really good one to look into. And honestly, if you, you know, have the money, if you, if you, if you believe in Giannis like I do, then you might also want to look at some of his veteran cards, his second year cards, his refractors. If he's going to be LeBron, those cards are going to contain some pretty nice premiums as well. I mean, right now you can't buy a, you know, silver or hollow LeBron for under a hundred dollars PSA 10. You can still find some Giannis's for around 30, 40 bucks. So Again, Giannis, definitely some room to grow. I'm not buying him like crazy because I don't have deep enough pockets to do that. But when I see a good deal, I definitely pick them up. I just picked up a select PSA 10 rookie, for example, for like $112. I'll buy those all day if I can. I think he's going to be the best player in the NBA when it's all said and done. And I'm going to go as far as saying that he's going to take that spot from dirt and being the greatest international player of all time. So yeah, a lot of hope into Giannis. I see future MVPs. I see championships in the future and I just see him dominating basketball. All right. So enough about Giannis. Let's get into the next guy. Next up, we got Trey Young. If you guys know me, you follow me on Instagram or you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm super high on Trey Young. He's Steph Curry 2.0. No questions about it. I think long-term, he's going to be a better player than Luka. Luka and Trey Young really remind me of James Harden and Steph Curry. Both of their playing styles are really similar. Luka's going to have that, you know, bigger build that he's a guard. He has a step back. He can shoot the three. He can rebound. He can pass. And, you know, Trey Young is similar to Steph Curry in that he's going to have that deep range. He's really fancy with the ball. And, you know, I think he's honestly a better passer, a way better passer. So if he plays his cards right, he might have uh, a better career statistically. Now, when you look at Steph Curry... You got three championships. That's going to be kind of hard, but I think Atlanta's really building that similar roster. They got Kevin Herter, who's going to play that Clay Thompson role. You know, they have John Collins, who's a lot better than Draymond Green, and they just have a really good young core there. I think if they can, you know, put it together and, you know, not have any injuries or any more drug tests, then they can do really well. But yeah, man, when you look at Trey Young and you compare his cards to Luka, they're just so inexpensive. You know, I'm not sure if Luca's just super overvalued or if Trey Young's just slept on right now. I don't believe that Luca should be three, four, you know, times the price of Trey Young. Not not at all. I mean, I think it was a really close rookie campaign. Trey Young's doing just as well this year. He's a top 10 scorer. He's a top 10 passer. 
No, he's never going to get the same rebounds as Luka, but he's a better show. Like in the grand scheme of things, I, I, like I said, I know we're crazy about Luka right now, but in the grand scheme of things, Trey Young is a better show. He's better with the ball. They're going to have more highlight plays. And I believe in the next few years, their core is going to surpass, you know, the Dallas Mavericks. The benefit of Trey Young, too, is that he's just on the East. You know, if he can put it together, if the Hawks can put it together, then they're going to have an easy, you know, coast to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. I expect to see Milwaukee and Atlanta battling it out every year. Some Trey Young cards you might want to look at is obviously his Optic Hollow. I mean, again, dirt cheap compared to Lucas. Lucas are going for like two grand, twenty five hundred. You can get a you know Optic Hollow of Trey Young for seven fifty PSA ten if you can find one. The Raws are going for a one fifty two hundred. Again, a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really a good deal compared to you know Luca. There's also his Optic you know PSA ten rookie. Those are going for like fifty bucks. There's not a lot of those graded. I wait a little bit to see how the pop report you know kind of turns out. I know a lot of people are submitting Optic right now, so we might see a few more in circulation, but those cards are like super off-centered. The surfacing's not good on the majority of them, so the pop is still going to be, you know, limited, but right now those are bringing in about 60. I see them dropping down to like 40 or 30, especially with Atlanta losing more games, and that's the thing. Like, if they continue to lose because their players are injured, then I can see Trey's prices dipping a little bit more. You might be able to pick him up at a real bargain. Outside of his Optic Hollow, there's his uh, Select Court Side. Those are really popular right now. Um, I think the Impeccable Auto is a great deal right now. Again, everyone's kind of chasing those refractors, but in the grand scheme of things, who doesn't want a rookie auto of their favorite player? And if you have a little more money, I look at some of his inserts. You know, you look at, you know, Lucas Kaboom or you look at Lucas uh, Cornerstone from downtown. Prices of those cards are outrageous. So if Trey Young can kind of take on that same trajectory, if he can get hot, then those cards are going to go insane. I think that's kind of what I'm betting on. Lucas done so well. He's been so explosive. He's you know, created such a large return from everybody that if Trey Young can start producing similar numbers to him or kind of get that that hype like him, then everyone's just going to FOMO and run towards Trey Young because they're not going to want to miss that train again. If you miss the Luka train, you're not going to want to miss the Trey Young train. That's what I'm getting in right now. Even if the cards dip a little bit, I mean, what's a few dollars in the grand scheme of it all? I think he's going to return huge profits. I think he's an amazing player and everyone's kind of doubting his shooting ability and his consistency, he's only going to get better as the years go on. So yeah, I think Trey's a great investment, whether it's short-term or long-term. I just like the kid, and I think he's super undervalued right now. All right, next up on the list, I have a pick that's probably going to shock a lot of you guys, and that's DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I know he's suspended right now. I know he's a big man, but I'm a big believer in Phoenix, you know, kind of just being a great team. They're sneaking into like the eighth seed right now, and if they can kind of keep that going... Once DeAndre Ayton comes back, then I expect him to kind of just bump it up another level. He's a big man. He can shoot the three. I don't know how great he is at defense, but it's the Phoenix Suns. They'll just outscore everybody, hopefully. Yeah, I think he's a big talent. You got to remember he was the number one pick, and he's probably the most underrated slept on number one pick in the last few years. I mean, the guy averaged 18 and 10, and no one cared. His cards are the same prices as prospects. You know, his cards can be picked up for the same price as Lonnie Walker or Michael Porter Jr., and he's proven that he's going to stay in this league, that he's going to do well. I know the rule is like to not invest in big man, but I think that's just slowly going to change as the NBA changes. I mean, big men just aren't down in the paint like big and dumb anymore. They're stretching out to the three-pointer. They're playing defense. They're pushing the ball. And I think Aiton has all those capabilities. He's probably going to be one of the more dominant big men in the league. 
for a short-term play, I think you're going to make your money when he kind of comes back and kills it and the excitement kind of rises. For a long-term play, you have to remember, man, if he's a dominant big man, there's a chance that he might leave Phoenix, that he might go somewhere else. There's a chance that he could be, you know, teaming up with Anthony Davis. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm making that up. Obviously, there's no rumors about that. But the point is, is that big men tend to go places that have the most money and they're highly sought after. And he's just really cheap right now. A good comparison in terms of price point for him would be Joel Embiid. I mean, Joel Embiid is not somebody that sells a ton when you compare him to a Luka or a Devin Booker. But his Prism Silver is going to bring you in about 500 bucks. And right now, DeAndre Ayton's Prism Silver, PSA 10, we're talking, is $100. You can bet that if he plays well, he's going to be right up there in terms of price. Now, I'm not a big fan of Prism. You guys know I love Optic. Um, hollows are the way to go, in my opinion. And there's not too many graded Ayton Hollows, but right now you can pick up his Optic Hollow just raw card for like $25. I mean... That's a steal. Trey Young's raw card is 175. Aiton's just as good as those guys. He just has a different skill set. I'm not sure if he'll reach, you know, $200 for a raw hollow, but I can definitely see that card being worth 100 bucks, which is a pretty good, you know, return. Definitely looking to DeAndre Aiton. Love his game. If Devin Booker can keep turning it on, if the Phoenix Suns can get a few more wins, then I think a lot of attention is going to shift their way. All right, so who's next on the list? Again, might be a shocker to you guys. Really unpopular pick, but I'm going to go with Markel Fultz. I'm really into number one draft picks that aren't doing well in a hobby. Markel is a great talent. I don't care if he can't shoot. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot and he's dominating or he was dominating. He's actually not doing that good this season. But, you know, anyway, Markel is an explosive player. He's Derrick Rose. He's Russell Westbrook. You know, obviously he's not as, you know, dominant as those players like Markel Fultz may not get you a triple-double every game like Westbrook, or he may not be able to shoot that buzzer-beater three-pointer like Derrick Rose, but he also may be able to. We really don't know the trajectory of his career. All we know is that every game he's getting a lot better, and the Orlando Magic suck, so they might change up some things offensively. You know, Jonathan Isaac's great talent. Aaron Gordon's obviously a very exciting player. They have all the pieces there. Mo Bamba's tall and a unicorn. If Markel Fultz can kind of step it up and get those guys involved and, you know, put up 18, 20 points per game, then that's going to yield some returns for you guys. He's so cheap right now that it almost like you have to have a couple of his cards. I mean, you can get an Optic Hollow, a raw copy for $8. You can get a PSA 10 for like 40 or 50 bucks. I mean, that's we're talking about a number one pick here. You know, somebody who still has those tools, still has those tangibles. No, he can't confidently shoot the three. But he's shooting it. You know, he's still a threat out there. People still have to defend him. And he can get to the hole at will. The best thing about him is that he's just now getting minutes. I mean, he's been putting up 14, 50 points with like limited time. You know, limited trust from his coach. His coach is just now getting comfortable with him. He's saying, okay, go out there for 30 minutes and let's see what you can do. And he's performing. I mean, over the last 10 games, he's put up 12 points per game, three assists, two rebounds. I mean, there's no reason why his prices shouldn't even be Lonzo Ball levels. Now, the percentages aren't that great. I mean, he's only shooting 18% from the three. But if you look at his overall field goal percentage, he's shooting 50%. That's that's pretty high for a guard. I mean, he's taking great shots. You know, there was one game against Washington where he shot 80%, you know, from the field and scored 19 points. I mean, these are the kind of things that you got to look at. A guard shooting 80%. That's solid. In terms of his free throw percentage, he's shooting at 84%. So he definitely has the mid-range down. And that's really all he needs to stretch his game out. If he can get that 15, 18-footer and take it to the hole with authority, then he might be a player to watch. 
I don't think Mark Hill has like spend eight bucks and get 15 bucks. I think he's the kind of player where you can spend eight dollars and you might get a hundred dollars back. I know that's insane. I know it's a lot of faith to put in somebody, but the kid's 21 years old. I mean, if you go back and watch some of his footage, if he can even get to, you know, half as good as he used to be, then he's just as good as some of the other guards in the league. When you're investing, you have to think about those small windows, those opportunities to sell. Once Markel kind of starts killing it, people are going to look at his numbers like, whoa, wait, he's he's doing what? They're going to start buying in. Once they start buying in, you know, it's going to go from $8 to $10 to $20 to $30. Boom. You just made a ton of money if you put enough money in. FOMO is a big part of this hobby. I mean, people want cards that are highly sought after. And just like any other Optic Hollow or any other PSA 10 Prism, there's not that many out there. So once they kind of dry up, the price goes up. I don't know. I highly recommend you guys pick something up. But again, not financial advice, but I'm betting pretty high on the kid. And last but not least, the number one guy that I'm buying and looking into right now is Brandon Ingram. I have a thing for players who are tall and lanky that can score the ball from anywhere. I'm not a Kevin Durant fan, ironically enough, but I'm a fan of players that play just like him. And Brandon Ingram is relentless, man. When I watch him play, I just get excited. He just attacks and attacks and attacks. And he's so tall. Like, he's really tall. He doesn't have a lot of lift, not a lot of bounce. His game's kind of lackadaisical, but he scores the ball effortlessly. He's a great three-point shooter. He's great off the dribble. And every now and then, he might wow you with a couple of, you know, moves. So definitely, definitely, definitely love his game. And he's been stepping it up this year. One thing I like to do when I'm looking up like statistics, I'm kind of, you know, trying to find the next guy is I like to look at stats based on players positions. You know, if you look at everybody in the league, if you look at the entire NBA, Brandon Ingram is like the number eight score. And that's really good. I mean, eight in the NBA, what is it? 450 players. You're dominating. But if you look at just small forwards, you kind of see that he's the number two ranked score. Small forward, in my opinion, is one of the most important positions, and Brandon Ingram's right between Luka Doncic and Kawhi Leonard. Next up is LeBron James. He's the second scorer amongst the list of Luka, Kawhi, and LeBron. I mean, he's balling out. He's shooting 45% from the three, 50% overall. I mean, those are numbers I don't expect him to keep up. That's pretty, you know, surreal, but... He's also averaging seven boards, four assists. He's that prototypical player that everybody loves right now. That guy that can average, you know, 25, five and five. What's beautiful about Brandon Ingram is that he plays for the Pelicans and, you know, Zion mania, Zion hype. That's going to spread to other players. If if Zion comes back and he starts doing what everybody thinks he's going to do, you might see Josh Hart's prices go up. So I like that Brandon Ingram is probably going to be the main scorer on that team, even with Zion. And that's going to put a huge spotlight on him. I mean, right now, some of his cards can be had dirt cheap. You're going to find that people are probably in that weird phase right now where they bought Brandon Ingram really cheap. So they're willing to sell him at what they think is a high price. You know, for me, for example, I bought an optic checkerboard, which is a super rare card, PSA 10 of Ingram for like $60 and I sold it for 220 bucks. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the best investor ever. But that person who bought it for 220 is probably gonna be able to get, you know, three, four, $500 for it when it's all said and done. And it's the same thing right now with this Optic Hollow. I mean, right now, uh, Optic Hollow is around 100, $120. You can get some color for like 150. I mean, these are great values. You have to remember 2016, 17 Optic is the first 
set. Like that's the inaugural optic set. So not only is Brandon Ingram, you know, a top 10 score in the NBA, but he also has a rookie card and one of the hottest sets right now. And it's like the inaugural year. That's going to provide a premium. Right now, 2018, 19 optic is crushing it. Like you can't buy an optic card, even if you had a thousand dollars. It's just a matter of time before that trickles down. I honestly think in January when 2019-20 Optic comes out and it outsell Prism because Prism looks horrible this year, that that's when everybody's going to be like, okay, Optic's here to stay. It's official. And you're going to see a rise amongst everybody. That's my personal opinion. So yeah, I'm buying a Brandon Ingram right now. I think he's a great buy. I think he has all the tools as an individual to kind of be the next guy we talk about. I mean... His frame, his potential, and he's like the oldest 22-year-old in the NBA. You factor that in with the fact that he's playing with Zion, and you get a rare mix of hype that we haven't seen in a long time. So hopefully Zion comes back this year because that is a big part of me investing in him. I've been hearing some rumors that haven't left me too optimistic, but I'm sure the Pelicans don't mind playing it safe and getting another high draft pick, and you know maybe they'll get Lamelo. Who knows? That'd be that'd be really sick if they had. LaMelo and Lonzo. But anyway, yeah, those are my top five guys. Let me know what you think about them. Was anybody else like, yes, that's who I'm buying when I say any of those names? Or did you kind of raise your eyebrows up? If you guys haven't already, do me a favor. Shoot me a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm going to be posting there a lot more, a lot more content coming out. I told you guys I've been buying like crazy. So now I'm coming back to kind of share all these stories with you. What I've been buying. What are my thoughts? What do I look at when I buy? So be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give it a review on whatever platform that you listen to it on. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Happy investing.